Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here is Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. The Lord bless you. What do we know for sure? God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Let's pray for souls. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We want everyone to go to heaven. So we're crying out for the eternal salvation of every boy and girl, man and woman in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, their past, present, future spouses, all the children they have now and in the future and their family members, all grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members, all great-grandchildren they have now and in the future and their family members. By faith, we're sending the Holy Spirit to convict each person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. We ask that you, Lord Jesus, would reveal yourself to each person, your incarnation, your perfect life, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding, Lord Jesus, that by your stripes we were healed, would come to every boy and girl, man and woman. And yes, Lord, they would humble themselves before you, repent of their sins, receive you, Lord Jesus, as Savior and Lord, being gloriously born again from above. And then, Father, you would get every person into a good Bible-believing, teaching church. They would then be baptized in water, receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Every Christian would become a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're agreeing that every demon-possessed, demonized, and captive person is being set free, and all the sick are being healed from every sickness and every disease. And yes, Lord, your people are receiving and walking in financial abundance, prosperity, debt cancellation of their debts, the full blessing of Abraham whom God blessed in all things. And we agree for that right now. And Lord, we say we believe we receive. And also, Father, we love the Jewish people so much. We thank you for them. We're crying out for their salvation. We pray for the scales and blinders to remove from their hearts and minds. They would see that Jesus Christ is their Messiah, Savior, and Lord, and they would be born again from above. We pray according to your word for the peace of Jerusalem. And Father, we also agree that they have an everlasting covenant to all the land of Canaan. So Father, please restore all that land to them, Father, which is 36 times more land they have right now. Lord, give it to them. And Father God, stop all their enemies. Grant them the grace to completely destroy and annihilate Hamas, Hezbollah, those in Iran, Syria, and Lebanon, they're trying to destroy them, destroy all their enemies. Father, take them out and shut them down. And Father, we agree that all the hostages that have been taken, Father God, uh, are going to be restored back to their families. And Father, we know that you can send forth holy angels to break people out of jail and from captivity. We ask you to do it for each and every one of those hostages, and they would get home safely, Lord. And we thank you for that also in Jesus' name. All right, well, now we need to pray for some things going on in the world today remember if we don't pray that's the first step and then god shows you to do something you do it so let's pray against the wicked things that god has revealed to us father we come to you in jesus name father we cry out against the digital currency 
that Joe Biden, the Fed, and the WEF are trying to bring. Father, we know it's part of the one world government. It's part of the thing leading to the mark of the beast. We pray this plan of, the, of these wicked, evil people would be sent in confusion and derision. They would fight among themselves. They would never be able to come into agreement. And Father God, they would never be able to come have a digital currency until after the rapture of the church. And we'll be able to have our dollar bills and cash and be able to use it until that time. And we agree right now. And also, Father, please secure our borders. Father, drive out of this country. And thank you for the re, uh, revelation through Chris Reed about the 12 uh, sleeper cells that are in America. Thank you for revealing to the, uh, the man from Intercessors of America, Father, those terrorists with uh, car bombs going to different big cities and setting them off at once. Thank you for that revelation that we can pray against it. Father, whether you use law enforcement, special forces, or your angelic host, stop these evil people. Don't let them put off their bombs. Don't let them kill and destroy Americans right now, Father God. In fact, drive out of our country ever terrorist, ever foreign soldier, ever prisoner, ever pedophile, ever pervert, ever sexual sex trafficker ever drug dealer and cartel person expose them and drive them out of this country and ne let them never come back again and we thank you for that in jesus name and yes lord protect our power grid please father protect our water supply don't let anybody contaminate protect our food father god may there be a great harvest this year to feed everyone in america and seen even send food abroad but also father protect our electricity our gas our oil our coal which we have Father, in abundance. Don't let anybody take out the power stations. We agree there'll be no EMP. Again, stop all the wicked people from those, Father God, who are serving Satan. Stop their evil, Father, and we thank you for it. And Father God, you recognize the terrible persecution that has come against your servant Donald Trump and his family, conservatives and Christians. Father, you reminded us of the book of Esther. Father, we are your Mordecai's. We agree you're going to continue to watch over and protect each and every one of us. We are going to prosper in these end times. We are going to be the head and not the tail, above only and not above. And just like Mordecai, we're going to be promoted. We are going to do well and excel in these last days. And follow these Hamans, those who are determined to try to harm us, destroy us, or even kill us, not only would you not allow them to do that, but just like in the book of Esther, you would hang all the Hamans in the very gallows that they've prepared for us. And we thank you for that and believe it in Jesus' name. And also, Father God, stop the putting of mRNA material into our food, water, plants, and animals. We command that to stop. And Lord, help every person to bless their food and water and know that you can protect them from evil being passed through those things. So, Father, we're in perfect agreement for all these things, and we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, this is Christmas Eve. May I tell you, Merry Christmas. God bless you. Our future is great. Amen? All right. Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this registration was made when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, everyone into his own city. 
And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was, that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. And there was in the same country shepherds abiding in their field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were very much afraid." And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even into Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Oh, yes. Now, this is the Christmas story. The birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Yeah, I love the presents. I love the family gatherings. I love the special food. Oh, do I love the special food. But the greatest thing about Christmas is our Savior and Lord. We get to go to heaven. Our sins are forgiven. We have the gift of eternal life. We have, we have purpose and meaning in this life. We're going to get to rule and reign with Christ a thousand years on the millennial rule of Christ soon. And when the tribulation is going on, we're going to be raptured up into heaven, experience the marriage supper of the Lamb, fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ, rule and reign with Him, and then it comes down uh, the new Jerusalem Jerusalem out of heaven and forever with the Lord. Now, thank you, Jesus. This is all become of Jesus Christ. Amen. Aren't you excited? Aren't you pumped? Yes, we love Jesus. Again, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But let's describe who is Jesus Christ. Number one, you need to understand Jesus Christ is God. We worship him. I'll prove it to you. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Notice, all things were made by him. That's this Word. It's Jesus. I'm going to prove to you that in a minute. 
Who made all things? Jesus. <laughs> That's why you need Jesus. <laughs> okay? He's God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was the life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness overcame it not. Jump down to verse 9. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Now, talking about Jesus, he was in the world, and the world was made by him. Who made the world? Jesus Christ. And the world knew him not. He came into his own, talking about the Jewish people, and his own received him not. And again, very sad. But as many as received him, that's you and me, right? To them gave he power to become the children or sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Here's verse 14 that proves us that it's Jesus. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's our Jesus. Amen. And then later on, you know, as Jesus was teaching and ministering, he revealed himself as God. Uh, John chapter 8, beginning of verse 58. You see, Jesus went out of his way to let us know who he was. We'll start in verse 56 because he's talking to the Jewish people who, don't, who aren't recognizing who he is. We'll start at verse 57, John 8. Then said the Jews unto him, there are not yet you... Thou art not yet fifty years old, and thou hast seen, and hast thou seen Abraham? Now notice what Jesus says. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Did you hear that? Jesus is letting him know he is God. Jesus claimed to be God. We worship Jesus. So why do we worship him? Because he is God. Let's jump real quick to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It's all over the word of God. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God, capital G, was manifest in the flesh. When did that happen? Jesus, his birth, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the nations, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So he is God. He's not only God, he's the second person in the Trinity. You know, our God is a triune God. Remember when people get saved, what's the first thing we do? We baptize them. Well, why do we do that? Because back in Matthew 28, the end of the, uh, the book of Matthew, start verse, 20, uh, verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. Yes, we worship Jesus. He is God. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Remember, he completely defeated and humiliated Satan on the cross through his death, burial, and resurrection and precious atoning blood. And now he's going back into heaven, but he's given the church. He's given the saints orders. Go ye therefore, verse 19, and teach all nations, because everyone needs Jesus because he's God. Baptizing them in the name. You notice it doesn't say plural names. 
There is one God, one Godhead. In the Godhead is the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And therefore, it says, once people get saved, we're to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So Jesus is the second person in the Trinity, God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Also, very exciting, very important to you and I, Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, proving that Jesus is the Savior. And I'll start verse 20. And while he thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk about that in a minute, the virgin birth. Okay, no virgin birth, no God. He is God. The Holy Spirit placed Jesus in the womb of Mary. There was no sexual relationship. Do you understand that? The virgin birth. Okay. And she shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Here it is. For he shall save his people from their sins. Do you remember in John chapter 1, a little bit later, when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming? Notice what he said, verse 29, John 1, 29. The same day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sin of the world. Who taketh away the sin of the world? Only Jesus Christ, who is perfect. His, he, he didn't have the sinful nature. Do you understand that? He was placed in the womb of Mary. Therefore, we understand theologically that the sin nature is passed down through the man. But God was Jesus' Father, sinless, and therefore Jesus is and was perfect. And he could be the Savior of the world, and his blood could be accepted by God the Father, and we could be forgiven and have a home in heaven. Say, thank you, Jesus. He is the only Savior of the world because he's God and he became man, which means he has a sinless nature and he could, his blood could atone once and for all for the sins of mankind. You know, you even go back in the Old Testament to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Notice what Isaiah says thousands of years ahead of time. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and he sh his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, of the increase of his governor, government and peace there shall be no end, upon the throne of David and upon the kingdom to order it, and to establish it with justice and with righteousness from henceforth even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform it. So we know and understand that Jesus was the virgin-born son of Mary. There was no sexual relationships. Jesus was placed by the Holy Spirit into the womb of Mary because he's God. He created everything with the Father and the Holy Spirit. 
And also we recognize that he is our mediator. That's very important. Let's read the scripture. First Timothy chapter two, I want to throw in verse four and five. Who will have all men to be saved. See, God wants everyone to go to heaven. Now, he also tells us the word many won't, but it's his will. It's provided. Jesus has already died for everyone's sins, but you have to choose to receive him. He doesn't force himself down your throat. Do you understand that? You have to choose God. You have to choose Jesus. 1 Timothy 2.4, who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Okay. You say, well, I'm confused. I thought you told me he's God. Yes, he is God. But when he came down and was placed in the womb of Mary, he became man, fully man. Okay. So the exciting thing about that is this. Jesus is not just our Savior and Lord. He is our example. He did his miracles as a man in submission to the Father by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how we get it done, too, in submission to our Father and Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand that? He became man. In fact, you know, one of the first heresies that the early church had to deal with, and, and John tells us about in 1 John 4, 1, is those who denied that Jesus Christ literally became man. Here it is, 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. You better believe that. But test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Does it say a handful? Many. I think you know that. By this know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, that's the incarnation, Jesus Christ who is God became fully man, is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, of which you have heard that it should come, and even now is already in the world. And I have to throw in verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, the false prophets, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So Jesus Christ became fully man. Isn't that awesome? Let me prove that to you. Jesus, Jesus says it himself. John chapter 5, uh, he'd been doing miracles and it made religious people mad. Do you know that's the crazy thing today? Jesus is still, you know, still doing miracles, but you know who it ticks off? Religious people. Now, I didn't say Christians, but I said religious people, okay? Nothing's changed, has it? Okay. John chapter 5, verse 17. Jesus says, my father, but I'm sorry, but Jesus answered them, my father worketh hitherto and I work. Okay, so what does that mean? Verse 18, therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, Jesus. Why? Because he had not only broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Okay, they understood you need to understand. Jesus was telling them, I am equal with God. You better believe he is equal with God. Okay. 
But let's go on. Verse 19. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For whatever things he doeth, these also doeth the Son in the same manner. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that he himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these, that you may marvel. For as the Father raiseth up the dead, and giveth life unto the Son, even so the Son giveth life to whom he will. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. So who's going to judge you one day? Jesus. Okay. Verse 23, that all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, Jesus Christ, honoreth not the Father who hath sent him. And I love verse 24, Jesus talking. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. That means you got it right now. Thank you, Jesus. And shall not come into judgment or condemnation, but is passed from death into life. Once you're born again, you've been passed from spiritual death to life. Jesus Christ lives in you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You now can have a relationship with Father God because he's now your father. Remember, God is the creator of all people, but his children are only, only those who are born again from above. And, you know, that's why Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And we need to understand Jesus Christ is the eternal son of God. And not only is the eternal son of God, he is our deliverer. He's our healer. He's our soon coming king of kings, Lord of lords. That's who the Lord Jesus Christ is. Let me read to you. I love it in First John chapter 5, starting verse 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath this witness in himself. Again, that's the witness of the Holy Spirit. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar. Don't be that person. Because he believed not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God, talking about God the Father, has given unto us eternal life. And this life is in his Son, in Jesus Christ. Here's everybody on planet Earth is in verse 12. You're in verse 12. Which one are you? He that hath the Son, Jesus Christ, hath life, eternal life, right now. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. You're not born again. Jesus doesn't live in you. You're not going to heaven. You're going to die and go to hell because you're paying for your sins. Jesus paid for you, but you said no. You refused Jesus. So you will pay for your sins, which means you go to hell. Notice verse 13, very comforting. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life right now. I know I'm going to heaven. Well, who do you think you are, smarty pants? No, I'm a sinner who repented of my sins and received Jesus, and Jesus made me a saint, an heir of God, a joint heir with Christ, accepted in the beloved. Yeah, Jesus did that all for me on the cross, and I accepted it by faith. Hallelujah. You can do that too. Amen. Let me read the verse again. These things have I written it to you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Hallelujah. 
So I'm born again. I have a relationship with Father God. Jesus is my Savior and Lord, deliverer and healer. The Holy Spirit's within me, guiding me in all the truth, convicting me in sin, empowering me to love and serve Jesus. And Jesus wants to be all these things for you. He wants to literally live in you. You know, that's why it says in the last part of Colossians 1:27, the great mystery is this, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, there's people that believe intellectually about Jesus and go along with things, but they're not Christians. They believe it in their head, but they have never made a decision to invite Jesus into their heart and become born again. I pray that's not you. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Is he your Savior and Lord? If not, pray with me right now. Dear God, I see it. I see who Jesus is. He is my Savior and Lord. I repent of my sins. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to wash me in your precious blood. I receive you as God, as Savior and Lord. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I will love and serve you all the days of my life. Thank you for saving me right now. God bless you. Welcome into the kingdom of God. And have a very Merry Christmas because you now know the reason for Christmas. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryCulp at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.